welcome back to Big Boss Mayor with Brady Von Holton. Today I have two guests, and they are from West Virginia. Now, I met these two ladies at one of my events. It's a Big Boss Mayor production. It is called Chicks in the Sticks. So this one right here, it's an all-inclusive women's event, and we focus on trail riding. But if I don't have to do them over the weekend, which is two nights and three days, then I offer them for three nights and four days at no additional cost. Okay, so these ladies took me up on the offer. They found me on Facebook, and they made the drive from West Virginia to come do a Chicks in the Sticks that was a Monday through a Thursday. And I don't know when you're tuning in right now. It is 2022. I don't know what year you're listening to this podcast interview, but I love whenever I find interesting people. Okay, so this, these two ladies, it is a lady and her daughter-in-law. Okay, so Mary White is with me, and then Alicia, and then it's Stickle, and it's spelled like nickel, but instead of an N, it's got an S-T. Is that correct? Yes. All right, now Mary, Mary is the cowgirl that we all hope that we get to be, because Mary drove here in her own truck and trailer, Alicia drove her own truck and trailer, but Mary is 84 years old. She is a 19... 38 model, but she has one heck of a story. Now then, Alicia is married to Mary's son. Now then, all right, so how many kids do you have? Let's figure out which kid she's married to. I I have three sons. Alicia is married to my oldest son, Danny. Okay, and you said that you had three kids in three years, and you had your last one when you were 20. Yes, uh, Danny was born 12 days after I turned 18, which was, I turned 18 on August 12th. Danny was born on August 24th. Okay. I'm an August 15th girl. That's, I'm a Leo, but so are you. Yes. Yeah, we have most definitely identified ourselves as Leos. Alicia, do you know what you are? Aries. 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 What is that one? Is that the one with the balancing thing or the, what is that picture of the, do you know what Aries is? Because I don't know what the symbol is. I forget. I don't even know either. Uh, It don't matter. Leos are the only ones that matter, right? (laughs) According to us. It's a sign of the ram. I think that today. (laughs) It's the sign of the ram? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. So, Mary. Now, here's some things. Here, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to do a data dump, okay, because Mary is new in my life. And so I'm going to tell you everything that I've heard about Mary so far from the four days together, and then we're going to elaborate because this lady is uh, getting on, getting off of her own horse, and she's riding, and there's not one cowgirl out there that's not hoping that she's driving her own truck and trailer and riding and doing different things when she's 84 years old, okay. So Mary was an administrator, uh, like a high school principal. Mary has been married twice, and the second husband was actually her uh, divorce lawyer from the first marriage, so that's kind of funny. And then uh, Mary, uh, the husband, the second husband ended up becoming a senator, is that correct? Yes. And a circuit judge? Yes. So whenever Mary starts telling me her stories, and then she tells me about this beautiful place where she lives at, 
I just think about that fancy song where she charmed a king, a congressman, a Cajun aristocrat. <laughs> Anyways, Mary's told me several times how cute my husband is, <laughs> how yes. amazing he is. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, anyways, whenever I see Mary, it's Mary White. I get some Betty White v- vibes from her because, you know, Betty White played some roles where, um, you know, she had a potty mouth and Mary's flipped me off once because I asked her. I asked her uh, the other day, you know, I asked her if she had seen um, 1886 with that, you know, that that side shoot of Yellowstone. And I asked her, I was like, well, how did it feel to be alive whenever they, 1886 was um, happening? <laughs> just giving her a hard time. And she just looked at me and flipped me off. Anyways, and then I, we've had several conversations amongst our writers about their arthritis and how much their butt hurts being in the saddle. But then they sure do hope that they just keep on getting to have those conversations. And then she's told me about her her husband. Her second husband has been deceased for 16 years. And, I, and she talks about it's just now at 84 where she... <clears throat> doesn't think about him first thing in the morning but she does think about him every day so and I I told her I was like well I hope that you're around for 26 years without him or 36 years without him because uh you know we gotta keep Mary riding so and she tells me about all these places they don't they don't travel more than six hours at a time and they've got their routes figured out and um She's got a pretty nice rig. She brings a little dog, and she rides a Rocky Mountain. Yes. Used to be a lover of some Tennessee walkers. Yes. Okay, so Mary. That's that's what I know about, about Mary Mary, quite contrary. That's what I know about you. So let's go back to the administrator. So you were 20 years old, had three kiddos. How long did that first marriage last? 20 years. Lasted 20 years. Yes. And then how long were you with your second husband before he um, passed away? We were together about 30 years. Okay. We were married 25. Okay. All right. So this first husband, um, is he still around? No. Okay. He's not still around. Okay. Did he remarry, have more kids, or do you know? Uh, by the time I was out the door. He got married again. Oh, okay. It was like the door was shutting, and then he was like, let's go get married to the second to his next wife. Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> you seem okay with this now, but might not have been okay with it back then. No, it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So tell me about what came on to make you find love for becoming an administrator. So tell us about that, where you're in. Uh, I kept thinking, uh, my kids are going to grow up, and they will be smarter than I am, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I wanted a better life for me, so I had to prepare myself for a vocation, uh, employment, so I put everything into uh, college, mm-hmm. uh, I did undergraduate in three and a half years. My last semester of college, I carried 22 hours and did student teaching, uh, which I had to have special permission from the dean to do that. 
And then I uh, started uh, on my master's at West Virginia University, and I completed my master's in just about a year. So uh, that's around, what, 1962, 1963? Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. I uh, uh, taught, I've taught all grades. I have a, a specialization in early childhood, uh, also history and uh, uh, educational administration. Okay. And when I was in uh, the, in the administration program at West Virginia, I was one of three women out of 52 because women did not have administrative jobs at that time. Right, because uh, we were supposed to, we were supposed to be cooking and cleaning. But you cooked and cleaned and became an administrator. Yes, I and I did horses and I baled hay and uh, uh, threw hay in the barn uh, uh, during the summer. So uh, I, I did everything. Uh, I've always ridden horses, and uh, uh, had horses for my own kids and and taught them to ride. So Mary's a pretty smaller, she's a smaller lady. I bet Mary, back in those, um, you know, early 1960s, I bet she could put a bandana around her waist and wear it as a belt. I had a 22-inch waist. I'm 5'7". When I got married the second time, I weighed 115 pounds. Oh, my gosh, and that was probably after you'd been sprayed off with a water hose. Yes, so, so I'm getting to see your hair right now. Your hair right now is white. Okay, what color yes. was your hair when it was color? Blonde. Oh, okay. So you were the female that we we hate you because you're so beautiful. Uh, <laughs> I found back back in those days. Uh, Just joking, ladies. All right. Oh, you should see the pictures. Oh, I bet you were. I bet you were a bombshell. Well, back in those days when a woman had. Uh, a position in administration, uh, especially in the school system, you found that other women were actually jealous of you. Yeah. Uh, I always got along better with uh, men than I did women. Oh, yeah. But, well, I can relate to that because, I mean, that's the way my whole life has been. But now I'm finding my women. I'm finding my tribe. You know, um, I joke around, like with our boarding barn here at Von Holton Ranch, I joke around that I want people to fill out an application and question number one, have you started menopause? Okay. (laughs) And if the answer is yes, then please continue with the application. Okay. (laughs) Just feels like they get a little more mellower the older they get. I am finding my tribe and it's, it's in the 40 plus category a lot of the time. And then young people... Will um, are they come flocking towards me if they're if they're gaining confidence, you know? So, all right. So, tell me about this county. Were you? I think you had told me you were the only female administrator in the county that you lived at in West Virginia. Where are you at in West Virginia? Well, uh, I grew up in Doddridge County, West Virginia, which is really out in the sticks. Uh, they they think that this is. Uh, uh, Chicks and the sticks here. <laughs> it, it was the real sticks. Well, you know, uh, West Virginia is not exactly known for city town. Well, it's, I grew yeah. I grew up in uh, in a hollow called uh, 
Was it Butcher Holler? <laughs> it was Birch Run. Birch Run. I was yes. messing with you because that's that um, coal miner's daughter line talked about. She was raised in Butcher, Butcher Holler. Holler. Yeah. So but, West Virginia, I mean, you know what I think about West Virginia, and you might have to tell me if I'm wrong or not, but, man, I envision some people that if they wanted to be off the grid, they could be off the grid pretty quickly. And then I envision a bunch of steels and alcohol being made, and I just envision a lot of people that love the Second Still Amendment. <laughs> a lot of people that love the Second Amendment. I probably envision that, and just um, just some right. good old boys that are getting some stuff done. Like right. a little bit rough stock is what I envision. A lot of people like strong, strong, very American Americans mm-hmm. right. is what I envision That's, in West Virginia. I I was uh, the youngest of seven. Uh, my sister was almost 30 years older than I when I was born. She had two children, a boy and a girl, and I grew up with them as my brother and sister. Wait, so you're the youngest out of seven, and there was a 30-year gap between number six and number seven? And my, Is that correct? My brother, my youngest yep. brother next I'm to me yep. was 10 years older than I. So I pretty much grew alone. Grew Wait, up alone. Hold on a second, Mary. Hold on. So you said there's a 30-year gap between number six and number seven. You're number seven, correct? Yes, yes. And then you just told me there was one that's 10 years older than you. No, uh, my my sister was the oldest. Okay. And oh, then, and 30 then, year window. Okay. Then I had five brothers, and the brother next to me, was almost 10 years older than I, and he just passed away. Okay. Uh, he was in Savannah, Georgia. Okay. And uh, I, I kind of uh, grew up with uh, five fathers and, uh, you know, a lot of bosses. Oh. So it, it wasn't easy to get away with anything. So right now you are 84 years old, and your oldest sister would be 114 because she's 30 years older than you. Yes, but she okay. passed away several years ago. Well, I, I would expect that because if not, I don't know what the oldest person alive is, but I bet 114 be getting close to it. I don't know. Well, hopefully we'll find out with Miss Mary because, <laughs> you know, they say the good die young, and I think Mary's going to live a while. Oh, <laughs> Okay, so you, there was a thirty-year span that your parents had kids, from and the then first to the last from the first, and you're the last, yes. and the the one closest to you. So they had most of those kids. They had six of them within a twenty-year span. My mother was forty-seven when I was born. Man, you were. I bet she was like, oh Lord, I got to go through it again. <laughs> and I bet she was like, surely I'm going through menopause. Surely I'm going through menopause, and then you were like, nope, here I am. Well, I, uh, I always heard that if you have a child going through menopause, that there's a, a big chance of them being retarded. So uh, I, I always thought there had to be something wrong with me. Because you weren't. <laughs> okay. But yeah. uh, I, I had something really interesting, and this sounds like I'm bragging, but... Uh, I had this male teacher, and he was also principal of the little school, grade school where I went, and he uh, 
sent me word that he wanted to see me. And this was after I had married Sam, my second husband. So I went to his house, and he said, I always wanted to tell you that you were the smartest kid I ever had in school. So. Well, that's a big compliment. Yes. Okay, so tell us about whenever you were an administrator, I think you had told me that a lot of times whenever there was something new in education, people would come to you because you were the only female administrator in your county, but you would be willing to try some things. So do you remember talking to me about that? Yes. Uh, Now, we're talking about several years back. Right. We know that Uh, it's completely different now. Yes, and you you have uh, different terminology for for each uh, uh, acronyms. Yes. Yes. Uh, But when they wanted to start a learning disability program, uh, now this is not Doddridge County. This was Ritchie County, uh, where I was a principal there for 10 years. Uh, So they wanted to start a learning disability program, and so they started it uh, in my school. Vocational was a big thing. The vocational education came on. It was a big uh, thing uh, at that point. And so uh, I was the person they sent to Phoenix, Arizona for uh, a seminar for training. Uh, So any new programs that came along, the superintendent felt comfortable asking me to start the program. Okay. And uh, I, I really felt uh you know special uh, he never made it an issue that i was a, a female you know that i couldn't do what the males did but truly back in those days women had to do things 10 times better to get the recognition that men get and not, and i found out over the years that women are really great with the, the minute organizational things yeah most definitely well I understand about um okay so I'm a plus-size cowgirl in a cowboy's world girl I know all about you know a lot of people um doubt you but it's just not the same thing now it's um men in the horse world it's it's tit for tat you know like now people it doesn't doesn't matter your age. They do ask that you'd be a little bit older. It seems like more people are respected when they're at least 40. But now there's younger people that are paving the way. And just seems like what a what a different world. But it used to just be a, a man's, you know, this is a man's world. You know, it used to be all about that. And now, boy, things have changed. So when did you retire from the education world? Uh, I retired when Sam and I decided to get married in 1983. 1983, okay. And uh, Sam continued uh, working in the state uh, uh, politics. And then uh, uh, Governor Arch Moore appointed Sam as circuit judge of, uh, he had several counties, but we lived in Pleasance County at that time in West Virginia. And uh, so uh, Sam retired uh, after a few years in the judgeship and went back into private practice. And uh, 
I worked as his secretary office manager for about 15 years, and we did personal injury cases. Okay. And then he also became a senator? Yes, he was state senator, yes. Okay. Boy, talking about having... um, I used to have a sign-up in my house whenever my husband was staying home um, being a cattle rancher, and then I was going into work to be a school teacher, and it said behind every successful rancher is a wife that works in town. Well, it's not the same thing of what we're talking about here, but it sounds like your ability to be this strong, educated woman really made him, you know how one plus one equals two, unless one plus one equals three. Sounds like you and Sam being together, and with you being strong and him being strong, made a made his business flourish, because it was y'all's business flourish. When he did a lot of courtroom work, and uh, whenever he was uh, starting a case in court, he would ask me to come and help him select a jury. Okay. Uh, because he felt that I had the ability to judge people quickly. Okay. Uh, because I, I, I'd been in that uh, field for a while. Well, okay. Well, with you being able to judge people quickly, let's hear your synopsis of Brandy Von Holton. <laughs> oh, I, I love you. You're wild. I love that word. Nobody ever says wild. I love with that word. Wow, you make me feel great. Yes, uh, I, I thought, geez, this, this gal, <laughs> she has a worse mouth than I have. <laughs> that we do not use on this podcast. Nobody knows, okay? <laughs> yes, but uh, uh, I, I, I've done a lot of interesting things. When my kids were growing up, uh, they were... I, encouraged them to be in everything and my oldest son he was extremely intelligent uh, and in fact he was uh, accepted at West Point but he said oh it, well we're, we're talking about Pop Warner football and he said oh mom I, I'm, I don't know if I could get in there and do that and I said well I know you can and you won't know unless you try so Yes, uh, all three of them did really well in sports or whatever uh, they were into. They, they did their, their best. Uh, they broke horses uh, when they were teenagers for people. Uh, we uh, did a lot of trail riding together. We all had our own horses, and, and we did a lot of trail riding. Uh, have a, I had kids at my house. I, I I never knew how many kids I was going to have to feed for dinner. Oh, no. Well, I know at high school, those those high school boys are like garbage disposals. Yes. Just, it's like they've got a hollow leg and they're trying to fill it up. Well, I've had kids sleeping on the floor all over the house. <laughs> all right. So how many, how many, do you know your number of grandkids or great-grandkids or anything like that? Nope. <laughs> whole bunch. I Double haven't digit. counted them for a while. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, do you know the youngest or the oldest age of any of your grandbabies off, offhand? Uh, my youngest is in his 30s. He's in the Navy. He's with the Na- Navy SEAL team. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in communication. 
and he's had the offer of uh, being in, with a special team for the president. Okay. Um, and we, I'm not quite sure. He's in his 30s. I, I can't. That's okay. 30-something works great for me. You know, it was so good. It was the name of a TV show back in the day, so... 30-something's good for me. That's old enough to not be in your 20s, but you feel like they probably need another 10 years before they really know something, right? Yes, yes. (laughs) But uh, Alicia has uh, two daughters that are also like my grandkids. Uh, In fact, her youngest kind of grew up in in the house with Sam and me, and uh, we taught her to ride and to swim, and, yes, she was part of our family. So Alicia told me a story about one of the first times that she had, was it one of the first times you had been around Mary and y'all were dressed up in formals? <laughs> All right, so tell us this story, Alicia. Tell us a story about Mary. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Mary and Sam would always go to these um, country clubs for New Year's Eve special dinners and... Um, course we had dress up in gowns and big fancy dinner and out there dancing she and sam always out drank and out danced dan and i <laughs> always always so did you get to see how um did you get to see mary with the 22 inch waist and the blonde hair were you around for all that? Um, of course, she was smaller when I when I met her. That was twenty nine years ago. Well, Mary's not big right now. Mary's, no, no, Mary's, she's not big. She's fun size still. No, yeah, yeah. Um, no, just pictures. Um, she could take your man away from you. Oh yeah. I, she used to say that. I could, I could take your man from you. Oh my god. Back in my days, I could take your man from you. Are you sure your name's not Jolene? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so you were into Tennessee Walkers. Yes. There's a a funny story with Alicia. Uh, She said, the first time you made breakfast for me, (laughs) she said, you made eggs Benedict. But now now what do I have? A bowl of cereal. Cereal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a bowl of cereal. And I still get it camping is just a bowl of cereal. That's all she Benedict. What happened to it? Oh my gosh. Well, you know what? My mom, boy, my mom used to throw down in the kitchen and do these massive like she would take three days off to do Thanksgiving stuff. And now I'm all like, uh, do y'all want to go to Perkins or like Charlie's? <laughs> That's what Mary does. <laughs> yeah. she, she would do these ducks and all this stuff. Now she gets her rotisseries from Walmart. <laughs> Mary, good Lord, get your, you know, those rotisseries from Walmart are pretty good. I know, they are, <laughs> There's nothing a, like her duck. Oh, man. There, there is a funny story about my cooking, too. When I was in high school, uh, my girlfriend said I couldn't boil water, and uh, when uh, I was married to Sam, I would do dinners for, uh, sit-down dinners for like 50 people. And start with appetizers through dessert. So I I ended up that I could cook pretty well, and my kids. You still did that first couple years of uh, me meeting you. You, yes. you still you still did almost a seven seven course dinner. Yeah. Yes. So I'll tell you something about these two. Is you know whenever I'm a pretty good judge of character, and I 
I just leap into friendships and relationships and then, you know, um, kind of dumb on my part because, boy, I've been, I've been tore down to the bone by that stuff before because I, op- I openly love people, right? And then, like, eh, I'll find out they're just using me or something like that. But I've, I'm pretty, I've gotten a lot better at figuring people out. So, do you know there's only been two people... Two people that have ever talked about wanting to travel with me and go horseback riding because everybody always assumes that I won't. And I'm over here like, man, I miss these. You know, like people come to us now, but I would like to go with them to other places. And you were like, you want to go to Utah? And I'm like, uh, yep. Yeah. I wanted to right go off. to Utah. <laughs> I wanted to go She's to Utah this right year. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. So I already looked at my calendar for one year from now about what we're going to be, because our life is in a transition right now. We're trying to move things around or shorten up and got some other businesses we're wanting to like slingshot forward. So we don't really, we're kind of, everything's up in the air and we're waiting for all the dust to settle to see which path we end up taking. But I'm, I've already talked to my husband last night about like, well, you know, we want to go to this homeschool conference that's in California. And my husband's just like California. And I'm like, yeah. We want to go to California, and then you were like, well, you know, Utah's close to California, so last night I had, and my husband does not like to ride hardly at all, you know, so um, it's uncomfortable for him with all those motorcycle knee surgeries that he's had, and his horse is kind of stank, so whatever, but I want to, I want to ride at Peekaboo, what is it, where is that, at Bryce Canyon? Bryce Canyon, yeah. Yep, I want to go there so bad. I want to go there for the photos, and it just looks like something that I would want to do over and over again. So if somebody is inviting me to Utah, actually, okay, oops, there's been three people invite me to, one person wanted me to go and do all this stuff, and I'm like, hold on, I can't, but I will. But I've got to be very calculated with my timing and everything. Yep. yep, so I'm pretty excited about that. We can make it happen. Oh, her I'd swing by here, by here, and get her, and she's probably gonna get a big tall meal named Coco. That's all right. We but can get you. Coco is a Tennessee you. Walker, and uh, so tell us, how did you get this love for Tennessee Walkers? Uh, when, uh, well, back with my first marriage, where the kids were growing up, I, I was the only one uh, that had a gated horse, and uh, when you do fifty miles a day, you're uh, you want something easy to ride. So uh, anyway, uh, after Sam and I got married, uh, he always liked to ride, and he always had horses. But uh, he had gone through a divorce, and, uh, and he didn't have his horse anymore. But anyway, I said, let's uh, buy some horses. And uh, so, okay, we did. And the horse that I got was a Tennessee Walker. It was a big black and white uh, racking horse, but, oh, he was uh, he was spooky. So I didn't keep him too long. I called him Satan. Uh, <laughs> if you blew your nose while you were on his back, you'd end up in a treetop. <laughs> so... I got a horse that about put me on the ground over some Tic Tacs. I know exactly what you're talking about. 
One of my friends had to fart train her horse because she she tooted in the saddle, and then she's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and she was like, okay, I've never had a horse that I'm like, oh, I've got to toot train it. So, uh, <laughs> uh, okay, uh, so I, I sold... Uh, I sold this black horse. I sold Satan. And I bought a little mare that was a Tennessee walker, and she had a, a foal uh, on her, and the, and the foal was a filly. And uh, I called the, uh, the foal nuisance. Well, my little mare did go blind, and, uh, and we had to put her down she got injured and we had to put her down so I cried a lot over it and uh Sam woke he, he woke up one night in the middle of the night when I was crying he said if you quit crying I'll buy you a good horse <laughs> so and you were like mission accomplished <laughs> so <laughs> we went to the after Christmas sale Tattersall in Lexington Kentucky and he bought me this uh, Tennessee Walker gilding. They had him in harness when they came in and showed him. And they took the harness off and put a uh, and the bridle and put a baler twine in his mouth and uh, showed him that way. So anyway, Sam bought this horse for me, and his name was Midnight Countdown. And he was about five years old at that time, and uh, I kept him until he died. He, in fact, he died after Sam died, uh, and he was thirty years old. So it's a good uh, investment. So uh, Sam really got into uh, the walking horses after I got the count. And we went all over Tennessee and Kentucky. He had in his mind that he wanted a black stallion with four whites and a white blaze. And we found him, and uh, uh, his name was, uh, he was out of a hacksaw horse, and uh, so his name was Hack. Mm. And we then bought a mare that had been in uh, pads. Uh, they call those big lick horses. And we took her off of pads and made a broodmare out of her. So I then, uh, the little mare that I got, I started breeding her to a world grand champion. And I got a show mare. And I started showing her around in, in Kentucky. And we were doing really really well with the big boys. I, I was kind of proud because I, uh, I was the only person that had ridden her and trained her. Mm-hmm. And I worked a lot with uh, uh, the Carswells at Seventh Heaven in uh, uh, Moorhead, Kentucky. And uh, I, I really got into riding all, all disciplines there, the uh, big rack horses and, and the uh, uh, heavy shod but the the mayor, we did really well. We did even went to the Greater St. Louis uh, celebration, walking horse celebration, and we did a second place in country pleasure there. So I was really proud of her. Okay. So, okay, tell me about, you said when you were, I think it was 2011, so 
this is 2022, so 11 years ago. So it would put you at 73. You were on a trail ride and came off the horse. Is that correct timing? And it stepped right on your chest. I I had bred my mare again to the same stallion in Kentucky. And uh, this little filly was born the day after Sam's funeral. And I called her a dandy finale. And I was training her. She was two years old. And I always let Alicia ride my show mare. Uh, She loved hers. She called her the Cadillac ride. So anyway, I was training this two-year-old, and we made the trip to uh, Custer, South Dakota. And uh, we were doing really well. Uh, Her gait was coming along really well, and we could ride out alone. But I forced her down into a small stream, and uh, she stumbled, and her head went under water. And I got off, and she knocked me down, and I couldn't get back up, and she stepped in my chest. And uh, I was in the hospital five days there with, uh, oh, I had a, Gosh, what all did I have wrong with me? I think you had some ribs broke. Oh yeah, yes. but back up. She when she when she got up out of the water, she said, "Hey, there's like <laughs> like 16 of us." And then a lady had stopped when she'd seen what happened and got out to check on her. And she said, "Hey, if anybody got any has any dry clothes," she said, "I'll put them on and I'll keep on riding." <laughs> oh, and then goodness. the ambulance finally comes, and I said, "Look, Mary, they're sending you an animal." Had buffaloes all over it, you know. Yeah. An animal ambulance. So they take her into a local there at um, Custer, and and um, they they couldn't do anything for her there. They had to send her on. They didn't have surgeons for you or something, right. didn't they? Right. They they sent Center. her to Rapid City where they had a surgeon. I was on blood thinner. Did you collapse a lung? I had a collapsed lung, lung and I had a crushed sternum and uh, uh, all broken ribs. ribs yeah. Yeah, and my whole chest... You had three felt, broken ribs? Three broken oh, ribs. That were, all these were broken. Yeah. Oh, okay, right there. Yeah. Yep. On her lower left side, that's yeah. what she's showing me. Uh, <coughs> so what did the doctor say to you after, you know, they had found out, here's a 73-year-old lady that's riding in South Dakota, got her chest stepped on in the creek? Did he... Uh, we, we had he was a a young real young good looking surgeon and he came in and he sat down on my bed and he said I have this horse I need you to train <laughs> <laughs> and then he said when he got ready to leave he said is there anything you want and I said yes a bottle of wine and he said girls you hear her? get her some wine. <laughs> so. But she did send me out to get some. Oh, she did send you out I to did get, go out to get some. Are you a red or a white wine kind of person? Uh, I like mm-hmm. a German Riesling. Okay. Uh, not the real sweet. I, oh, medium dry, I guess. Medium yes. dry. I love Riesling, German Riesling wines, yes. So there's more to this story because there was something like all of your people that were riding with you had gotten cigars, but then here you are with a collapsed lung. You were mad when you were telling me that you did not get to smoke this cigar with them. Uh, Yes, uh, we were in Deadwood, and the the girls uh, bought uh, a bunch of cigars for all all of us, and uh, 
So on our way back, uh, we had one stop, and, and the girls built a fire, and they were sitting around smoking their cigars. But I, I, since I had a collapsed lung and I was on oxygen, uh, I couldn't smoke my cigar. So it stayed in my horse trailer for a few years, and when I looked at it, it was all dried and crumbly, so I never <laughs> did get to smoke that. Yeah, Mary and I got to talking about how much we enjoyed smoking before. I love smoking cigarettes. And I um, got into a little bit of some Swisser Sweets for a little bit, and I smoked cloves for a while. I don't know if you ever smoked cloves. No. Those right there would make you cough your entire lung out the next day. But they were so sweet when you were smoking them. And I told Never them, smoked. if I uh, make it to 90, I told, I told David I'm going to load a harmonica up and just smoke like four or five of them at one time. <laughs> just because, just be like, all right. I I, nobody that. ever tells you how much they loved smoking. I mean, it's rough oh. on me. Now, and, you know, I think it's a year for a year for healing of the lungs. That's what I'd heard before. Oh, I, I loved smoking, uh, smoked for 30-some years, but I quit in 1986, and Sam bought me a sports car. Oh, as a good job? Yes. For, okay. And so, he said if I started smoking again, he'd give the car to one of his kids. So let me get this straight. Sam was like, if you'll stop crying, I'll buy you a fancy horse. Yes. And if you stop smoking, I'll buy you a sports car. Yes. What else? What else goes in that category of things that Sam bought you to get you to do something? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I I had pretty much anything that yeah. I wanted. Yeah. She did. Yeah. yeah. Sam sounded like one heck of a guy. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he was. To well, everyone. Uh, yeah. I had three boys, and Sam had three boys. Mm. Y'all were like the freaking Brady Bunch. Yes. Okay. So Sam's youngest, he was kind of like mine because he was eight years old when Sam and I got together. And uh, he, uh, he uh, I raised him pretty much. And he, he was in high school, and so they want to know who who's the richest person in Pleasance County. Somebody said Sam White, and Mike or Max speaks up and says, "No, we got Bruce and Fred." <laughs> Who's Bruce and Fred? Sam's older, awesome. two older boys. Oh, so are all all of your boys and all of his boys still alive? Uh, Sam's yes. Uh, uh, Sam's three boys are all attorneys. Okay, they're all he has attorneys. One in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, one in Kaiser, West Virginia. And one in Parkersburg, West Virginia. Okay. And then your three boys are still around? Yes. Uh, retired. Okay. If you can believe that. You got any, they still, anybody still ride besides this uh, daughter-in-law that's with you? Uh, Danny, my, my oldest, still rides. And that's Alicia's husband? Yes. Okay. So you ride a Tennessee Walker? Dan, he rides a racking horse. Yeah. He rides a racking horse. Uh, I think it's a walker and a standard bread mix. Uh, okay. But it, it's a racking yeah. horse. Really he loves nice. to ride. Yeah, really nice. Do you know? Okay, so it's always kind of weird about other people's experiences, okay? So around here for Von Holton Ranch, I've had three racking horses that belong to people. Um, just random, like one from Illinois, one from around Kansas City, and the other one's in South Missouri, okay? But then I have a large group of African-American cowgirls and cowboys 
and they are all on racking horses. So I have this massive group of people that have racking horses, and then I'm over here hearing from these two girls from West Virginia about y'all's Tennessee walkers and your racking horses, and I'm over here like, my head's over here like, bing! Wow, okay. That group would love you and all your racking horse knowledge, you know? Just kind of weird how the world, you know, how you find little pods of people and they end up with like the same group of horses. Not a lot of people have racking horses that come here. I don't know why, but um, you've got a horse. Alicia, you're riding a, uh, what are you riding? Rocky. A Rocky. Rocky Boy, Rocky Mountain horses are, there's a lot of people. I'm beginning to see more of them. I didn't see as many when we first started. It was like an oddity to see a Rocky Mountain horse. And now I'm seeing them at least a couple of times a month. For the most part, Rocky Mountains have a a very uh, even temper, uh, and they're they're really they're nice horses to work with. You know, I haven't seen a Rocky mule yet, a Rocky Mountain mule. Have you, Mary? Have no. you seen one no. yet? No. Well, if you're listening to this podcast and you've got a Rocky Mountain mule, you better show me a picture of it because I ain't no. seen one yet. Because you've been around. We've been around a lot. A lot of states. Yeah. New friends. Yeah. Everywhere we go. Yeah. So tell me about some of these places that y'all have traveled and done. And tell me some places, like different states and places that y'all have rode. We, uh, let's see. We left uh, April the 14th for five weeks. And I pick out a route where we travel about five, six hours a day. Um, we don't like travel at nighttime, but so I pick camps that I find every, like I found mm-hmm. uh, Brandy Van, Van Holten on Facebook, um, find camps that we can camp out for three or four or five days and move on to another place. So we completely from West Virginia started out in Tennessee all the way around down Georgia, met up with some friends from Michigan border and Indiana. Indiana, Tennessee, Kentucky. So tell me a couple of things that's made y'all be so successful at um, traveling around by yourselves. What are some things that you always make sure that you have with you? What's some tips to give people? Well, uh, I've had some flat tires. So I now have two spares for my horse trailer. Uh, I had a flat tire, and we didn't have a compressor to uh, air air up the tire. So uh, camp in Tennessee. We bought one. Uh, So now we have 150 150 PSI pancake air compressor that, by the way, your husband David put our air hose together, so we was traveling without the air hose. But, um, yes, yeah, so and now we, we, we're equipped to take care so we don't have to depend on any, in, anyone Y'all can to take care of us, yeah. Okay, and you always... And we also get our trailers faithfully serviced before we leave. I okay. mean, we're talking it, about bearings. We're talking yeah. our, our um, RV there in, our, in Jane Lou, about less than 10 minutes, from five minutes from us, uh, opened up an RV place and... Um, um, so they, they checked us out. They do an MPI inspection, head to toe. Okay. Bearing. So we have that faithfully done. And tires, everything is faithfully. So we got to depend on each other. I don't want to depend on anybody else. Right. If needed. So I don't even carry, we don't even carry tools. We're not mechanics. Right. But the one thing we can do is change our own tire. And one time, last year, she had two flat tires. 
two flat tires in, in the same day, like within in a couple of hours. Day. On I-64, On 64. Out of, right out of Lexington, so you can imagine the traffic. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I had, of course, roadside, roadside assistance. assistance, which was a joke. Mm. Yeah, I, I was there four hours before I... Even as women, God just help. take care of yourself. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we're, we're not afraid on, of our, on our own. We're not. Right. I mean, we're, we're just, uh, we actually love to be on our own. And we're always meeting up with our friends. Right. So right. everybody's expecting you. Absolutely. We and then you're only about six hours away for each time yep. when you travel. Five, so shorter hours. distances. Okay. Yeah. Some places that we just rode for the five weeks was within three hours to our next stop. Okay. Uh, and I made a complete we stopped, round trip. Uh, we stopped pretty often at... Uh, uh, Lexington, at, at Lexington, Kentucky, at the uh, Horse Park, Kentucky Horse Park. Uh, that that's really good. They they only charge like thirty dollars a night for you. Uh, so we just pull into a hallway and put our horses right next to our trailer and yep. plug into the electric. So we're really electric and water. Yeah, yes. they're perfect. Not yes. for our trailers, but electric for our trailers. But yes. So tell me, um, okay, so you're 84. Tell me something that you could tell someone that is 64 about how to continue to ride. Like, what is your, what do you think your secret is? What do you think it is that's made you? Because here's what I find. I have a lot of people um, that get into horses later in life or they have a gap without horses because they did kids and they stop, they get back into it. And then the 60s hit. Turning 60 is sometimes rough. It's sometimes rough is what I have experienced with my clients. And then 61, 62, makes, it gets easier. And then they're just like, woo, look at what I can do. Okay, but then some people have that. Ah, oh, it's like it's hard to get them to keep going. And then some people just, they just stop. They they sell the trucks and trailers. They, I mean, and then it just seems like there's this um Inter, like this phase that's in their 60s where it's like so difficult to do things and they're like do I really want to do this but they love horses and they love riding but then I just see people that stop instead of doing it so, so how yeah. do you get them to not how could if you could talk to your 64 year old self um what was something that you remember that just like hey I'm gonna do well, this my when I was 64 gosh I could run up a hill Okay. Uh, I, I was really, really, really strong. I've always been really, really strong because uh, I, I would go to a fitness center and work out at least uh, three days a week. At And I, I would go in the morning at 5 o'clock uh, and work out and go home, take a shower, and go to the office. I also uh, rode my bike uh, Back and forth to, uh, we lived in town, and our farm was five miles out of town, so I'd ride my bike uh, to the farm and back. Uh, I've always ridden with the grandkids. I, I, I taught the grandkids to swim. I taught the grandkids to ride. So I had, I had people, uh, family and, and friends to do things with me all the time. And I've always surrounded myself uh with good friends, I don't, people I think seem that's the to, key. People seem yeah, to like me. I don't yeah. know why, but because no, no. you're a firecracker. Yeah. It's that's the friends fine. because 
we she used to ride with what 30 40 people yes but but it's just too many that too much too cowboying many. up mm-hmm. and and it doesn't matter what age or well I guess it does but even I don't like somebody cowboying through me Right, it's, and it's Alicia, just too dangerous. Alicia is sixty-one and right. born in nineteen sixty-one. Well, I'm twenty-nine and sticking to it. Twenty-nine, uh, yes. I mean, no kidding. You asked me about my age earlier, and I really was stunned. It's like, <laughs> wait, I am sixty. That's my story, and I'm <laughs> sticking to it. So I will tell but, you the fact that you're saying that, um, yeah, the larger groups. I don't dig large no, groups. It's dangerous. Yeah, but but find friends. We have found our friends. Um, through camping, like here, mm-hmm. we traded numbers, right? Um, and and we'll stay in contact. But I don't think they travel as much as Mary and I do. I right. think that they well, some, some of your girls to. here just recently got back into it, right? Yep, uh, well, recently got back into it, which I, they were in, yeah back into I it. I truly believe the secret to life and and long life is not to sit around and feel sorry for yourself. No. Uh, everybody has issues that they have to work through. Which a few of them that were here mm-hmm. was the same as myself, and which were very well, like the one was, uh, she wasn't a bodybuilder. What did she Oh, do? she used to, com- um, she competed, competed in fitness. Fitness, yeah. yes. My oh, yeah. guess she's a brick house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A brick house. But now she, she's getting back in. So it's 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 meeting people. We've, if, if you're going to, I think, Somebody at 60 plus is find some good friends. And you don't know, like, was so excited to meet Brandy mm-hmm. from from Facebook following her. And I have fell in love. We both, Mary and I, have fell in love with her from the time that I think she opened up her mouth. You know, <laughs> truly. The, yeah. and, and David, her husband. But And I do believe that we, we will have a long relationship. We don't have to be together every day. Right. And it's like our, our really good friends. We have a group of... Six six friends mm-hmm. that we meet. Yeah. We work our schedule around. We'll say, okay, I found I found um, Von Houten, um, which I did, uh, Von Houten Ranch in uh, Missouri. You all want to go? So we have this group of about eight of us on on as a text, and we'll you know I'll give you the dates. You want to go? You go. So most do, and and some don't. But you know they're all within. Several hours of each other, but we meet up at least what um, five, six times a year, Mary. Yes, and ride, yes. and okay. we're from several states. But, but uh, that's the key: is find those people because they'll push you. And we stay, we keep in contact with with our life, daily life. Mm-hmm. It's not every day; it's not every week. But even if it's some, making a silly comment or a comment was, congratulations, you know, on your you know new arrival of your grandchild yeah. just anything like that and if you get some good friends and and more than likely it's going to be friends you've met away right it don't have to be at home they don't right. have to be right there at home with you all well, the time okay. i I've, I've made a lot of adjustments as i get older i like the weight of my saddle uh the type of saddle that i, I use uh until i was 80 years old uh, I was really strong. I could still jump up in, in my stirrup and get on. Uh, now I have to have a mounting block. Uh, I do, too. Mm-hmm. I'm 29. Uh, my legs, uh, <laughs> oh gosh. My know, legs are not uh, strong anymore, but I still have great balance in the saddle. I don't worry about no. falling off, and I can do anything anybody else can do. Uh, 
Uh, if they want to ride 20 miles, I can do 20 miles. Yeah, she does. I prefer, I prefer uh, to do 15, but uh, <laughs> whatever they can do, I can do. So, um, Well, we had some ladies on um, some greener horses and stuff that was having difficulty going through some ditches, and Mary would turn around and help them get through there and have her horse go back through it and just be there close by to help coach them through the ditch so but you know whenever I ask you like what you're doing at 64 and you're telling me you could run uphill and you were riding your bike and you were exercising in fact there was uh on our farm we had a cabin uh and I remember my grandson was there and he wanted and it the cabin was up on a bank and so he he wanted to race me up the bank and I could still uh run faster up the bank than he could so uh well, I, I guess I've always kept a younger attitude. I, I don't, haven't always acted my age, maybe. <laughs> okay. So it just sounds like you're just active, and now you've got your next... Where's your next place to camp and ride at? Do you know? WM, oh, yeah. Illinois. Okay, Shawnee. so well, so you know your next adventure, and then your next adventure, and it sounds like you've got a group of people that you go and ride with, and you don't do big groups, and you stay active, and... Boy, how how nice has it been to be able to do this with Alicia? Oh, oh, it, it it's it's great. Uh, uh, Alicia is she's in for anything. We'll be driving along and we call each other. Uh, hey, you see you see that shop? Do you want to stop there? Yeah, sure. If we can Winery. find a place, to, <laughs> if we can find a place to park these trailers, uh, we both have three horse trailers. Uh, with uh, living quarters, uh, of course, Alicia's is uh, much larger than mine, but uh, they're pretty big trailers. If if we mine's can... forty eight and yours is mine's forty and yours is twenty eight. Our rigs alone, not counting our trucks. Okay. Yeah, you're still pulling a. Yeah, it's a. But uh, I lo- I love it. I and I've always been a very independent person. Uh, never listened to what I was told. Uh, still doesn't so uh, still doesn't is that what you said <laughs> okay yeah. all right well mary slash betty white okay oh my gosh you know i think if uh i think me and you could have gotten into some trouble together yeah you know, really, really. well I, I plan on trying to get in trouble with you next year okay <coughs> i've always wanted to go to utah well, you, you got problems you put two leos together mm. I can handle it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. You know, typically two Leos, we either love each other and would give each other the shirt off your back or you hate each other. Yes, yes. And yeah, yes. like, well, that's the way it's typically. You'd already <laughs> known that about her then. Oh, then. Yeah, you'd already figured that out this whole week being with you. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, do she's don't. strong. She's yeah. strong. I love strong women. And, you know, the the older I get, the I love being around strong, strong women. I want other people to be strong. Mm-hmm. Right. So, all right. Well, hey, um, how did they, how did, if they wanted to try to meet with you and ride with you, how could they find you? Just on Facebook? Facebook. And then, yeah, it's a A-L-I-C-I-A is Alicia. Right. And then her last name is Stickle, and it's S-T-I-C-K-E-L. Yeah, but no weirdos, because if some weirdo contacts her, you're going to have to deal with me, okay? Right. Or you're going to have to deal with Mary. 
<laughs> you can also read Jalisha <laughs> Red Red Angus or Cedar Hill Cedar Hill Red Angus, yeah. Cedar Hill Red Angus. Cedar Hill Red Angus, yeah, because Alicia and her husband are big time cattle farmers in West Virginia. All right. Well, hey, thank you for tuning in to Big Boss Mare with Brandy Von Holton.